The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Only sunshine. You make me happy. You've been listening to 92-year-old Gerard Dunn, who has been at the center of a wonderful social media story over the past few days. His daughter, Miriam, joins us from Nova Scotia this afternoon. Hi, Miriam. I know that voice singing. Oh, my goodness. When I saw it today on your Twitter feed, it was just so lovely. Now, was that just recorded recently? Yeah, just a couple of days ago. Oh, my goodness. Um, a couple of days ago, he's, you know, and we grew up with that. We grew up with his piano playing and singing and house full of music. And it's just, we're so fortunate. So well, fortunate. And I'm so fortunate to be able to share it with other people. <laughs> well, he's got a good voice. I would download Great that. Great piano player, too. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. I, have to, I have to ask, uh, before we get to the tweet that you put out, tell us a little bit about your dad. Well, um, as is probably pretty well known now he is a widow of just just over six months um he is a musician and an entertainer and a storyteller he's very loving and sweet and witty and uh, very soft-hearted he was a great dad a good friend a wonderful husband to my mom and um just a talented writer as a matter of fact too but very well loved you know just people who know him love him so miriam how long uh were your parents married for we're we're not very good with numbers in our family but <laughs> we're i think in like over 60 years we're wow. 62 62 years yeah every time we try and figure it out then we get sidetracked with <laughs> stories and <laughs> so um mom passed away uh recently uh six months ago you had said and mm-hmm. that in part was what kind of led to this tweet that you put out tell us about that well you know um without mom there there's certainly less to fill one's day when you lose your partner um i know this actually personally Mm -hmm. (laughs) and i and he does look so forward to the mail you know he reads the paper he has his tea he has a routine and he's he sits in line you know with the mail slot and he looks forward every day to see what's in in the mail and i think i may have really started after mom died with the correspondence coming that were sympathy cards and and Mm -hmm. letters about mom and beautiful you know beautiful messages from people and so i just uh the family we started sending him just small little notes newspaper clippings little things just so he'd have something in the mail my my other siblings live elsewhere not in the area and it just you know i just thought let's see if you know a few people want to do something nice so so you put um, the tweet out and what did it say yeah what did the tweet how did the tweet read Oh, dear. It said, attention, friends. Um, Since my mom died, my 92-year-old dad uh, waits for the mail each day, listens for the squeak of the 
mail slot. His birthday is coming up in October. If you would like to send him a map or card or I see him on the phone calling me there or, <laughs> you know, story. And I put his full address. <laughs> and what? And I, you know what, Mary? I saw it. I retweeted it. I have to tell you. I think Andrew did. I did as, as well. well. So, but I have to ask before you tell us what happened. How many followers do you have? Well, uh, the last I checked, it was just over seven thousand. But at the time, I had about four thousand. Yeah. Right. I okay. Had joined, yeah, I had joined early or Twitter early years, and then left four years. I left and went uh, to other social media networks. So. Really, once I came back just a few months ago, I was really only talking to three or four people, you know. <laughs> I, yeah, nobody was paying very much attention to me, so I didn't expect, you know, I, I really didn't expect what happened. So what happened? Well, what happened was just within a few minutes, you know, I was like, oh my goodness, there was five retweets, and then, <laughs> and then it was, oh my heavens, there's 40 retweets, and then I was going to bed, and I was like, there's 145 retweets, and then I woke in the morning, and it's like 12,000 <laughs> retweets, <laughs> and I was trying with all earnestness to respond to everybody with at least a, a like, or um, answering questions and saying thank you, and um, I, I kind of lost the whole nesting comments thing and I, you know I, lo I I certainly didn't get to respond to everybody but I but I have done my best and people are sharing stories with me and you know asking lots of questions about dad and telling me about their own lives and why this means so much to them and so but that's only half the battle right because your dad hasn't been sitting around waiting for tweets favorites and retweets he's been waiting for mail so did the mail start happening yeah, well, you know, it was, oh, gosh, it was like two days later when the first card arrived. <laughs> and it was from a local gentleman from uh, Tatamagush, Nova Scotia, a farmer. One of those beautiful yeah. letters. And so that was like, you know, and I had to tell Dad, I, once I saw how big it was, I had to tell him, Dad, you know, and of course he didn't know what tweet was or what viral <laughs> meant or anything, but he, he has a pretty good idea now. Yeah. Um, and then the next day it was like 12 letters, and then... Friday it was 32 letters, and then Monday it was 320 letters, and then Tuesday it was 500 letters, and so we're we're getting a little behind. <laughs> <laughs> what, how, how many do you think have been delivered so far, Miriam? Uh, I'd say 2,000 wow. for sure. Wow. Mm -hmm. Absolutely 2,000. So um, and parcels like well over fifty parcels. Oh my gosh! It was yeah, your dad not also at one point a postal carrier himself? He was not a carrier. No, he worked in a terminal that did sorting, mm. which is where I guess I get my talent for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he worked in a in a term. You know, he worked in the post office, but he didn't deliver. He didn't deliver mail. So, what's Dad's reaction? Did I, I guess you know the first day, the first you know ten, twenty, thirty. Now you're getting five hundred. Now you have two thousand. I think the prime minister sent a letter. Like all of these things, what is his reaction to it all? He, um, well, of course, he's excited and he's amazed, and but he still will just open up very slowly one card and look at it and go, oh, look at the beautiful colors, and, and, and you know, and be really moved by the message. Um, he says he is not surprised that people are so kind. He's surprised at the volume of it. He's surprised at how many people are, you know, participating in this. Mm. And and we, he says, and I say, and. The people who are talking to me, participating in this, all say the same thing, just to have the opportunity to 
do something kind. Yep. You know, we say that all the time. We say that all the time. People, because you get this impression that society has somehow changed, right? But people, given the opportunity, given the vehicle, uh, can create a miracle. It, they just need to be given the opportunity. You just have to tell them how to help, and they'll help. Yeah, and you know, and it wasn't a big thing. We did, weren't trying to save the world, right? Right. Yeah, and a lot of people, it resounded with them because, well, I'll just tell you one quick story. Sure. One of the cards, uh, a woman had bought it for her dad, her elderly dad, and before his birthday arrived, he died. Oh, my gosh. And she said that he, she thinks her dad would be honored to, for her to send this to, you know, to him. And um, there's the cards, the people talking about their parents, and people talking about losing their spouse, and people talking about wishing they could get mail, and it is so moving. It is just so moving. Has it... Um, it's, it's with all sincerity, and, you know, I'm getting so many messages <laughs> on Twitter saying... This is the highlight of my day. Yeah, well, it has been the, it's been the highlight of a lot of people's day for the past few days, Miriam. And Andrew and I talk quite often on, on this show about, as we said, how crappy social media can be, um, and especially, you know, recently. Has it changed your mind on social media at all? It's changed me. <laughs> it's changed me because I certainly participated in in making it crappy. Okay. Know? Oh, interesting. I did. You know, I was I I was uh, pretty quick to um, point out. You know, when I disagreed with somebody politically, and and to share you know negative political stories with just as much outrage as the next person. And now I'm I'm grading that in for sure. You know, I think I'm going to try, and it's hard because I do love to have to say my you know <laughs> say how I feel about things. But uh, I'm going to try to be more positive. Well, myself. you know, that's a, that's a very honest and interesting observation you just made because you're seeing the most positive effects mm -hmm. of social media, and you're understanding that when people put something on social media, they think of themselves as, in some cases, anonymous, or they think of the the, the Twitter account that they're tweeting at to be not a real person and when they are they're all real people right other than the bots of course they're all real people so when you do something great like this you see the effect it can have but the opposite is true too when uh -huh. you when you take a run at somebody on social media that's a real person reading that absolutely absolutely and there are a lot of horrible things going on you know people are very quick to get out their pitchforks and <laughs> go after somebody you know for perceived wrong um, without really knowing the full story or just, you know, I only had one guy to troll me this whole entire time with this with this letter writing. Somebody trolled you yeah, over I was, this? Yeah, I was going to ask, but almost didn't want to. So you did get one. What was that? Just one guy. And he and his, his handle was like Rogue Postman or something. Oh, and, you know, and I said, listen, I understand you have a role to fill. And, uh, you know, I'll give you that. You're doing a great job. But like you are the only mean person. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always I'm I'm not surprised. There's always one. Yeah. And, and, and like I say, it's a it's a feel good Friday show for us. And we wanted to have this story because it's the epitome of feel good. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't even want to ask. But I I pictured it. I pictured somebody going. Yeah, well, what about the poor guy who has to deliver him? Right? He stopped. He he didn't reply after that. So I think he took it to heart himself. Mm -hmm. You know because we can he was only just hope. playing a character. Yeah. You know? yeah.
Oh, Miriam, yeah. what a what a beautiful story this has turned into. And uh, keep tweeting. We want to see how much more mail you guys receive. And would you please say hello to your dad from from me and Andrew out here in Edmonton as well, and uh, tell him happy birthday. And I uh, sure will. I sure will. I, and um, maybe we'll talk again in the future. And we'll I, get an update. I uh, look forward good. to you. I just followed you on Twitter as well, Miriam. Take care. <laughs> Super. Thank you. Okay. Bye bye now. Bye. little you know it's a feel-good friday it is um i think this is kind of a feel-good story but it made me laugh so it might not be have the ending you're hoping for um but if it makes you laugh as it did me uh then it's feel good uh listen to this there's a cat in uh quebec in uh trois rivieres quebec and and basically the deal is this: these people have this cat, this kitten mm-hmm. that they love. The the kitten loves them. And apparently, it's like one of the cats, kind of cat that every human wants, like a yes. cuddly cat. It just one attaches that, that to you, loves you. Yeah, is not obnoxious. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's, you know, and we've all had one of those cats over the years. You know, and that is is trained like a dog. Like it follows you around. It sits on your lap. It's, it's never nice. a problem. Doesn't, doesn't have scratch. A attitude. Yeah. <laughs> well, one day, as uh, misfortune would have it, a door gets opened and left open. Maybe mm. cat runs away, oh, right? No. Uh, or gets outside. They can't find the cat. The cat's not an outdoor cat, so they're worried that it won't be able to find the house again. So they do what we've all done over the years when we've lost a pet. Uh, you know, they put up posters and they talk to neighbors and they search and we've all done it. If you've had a pet, you've probably searched for it at some point. Uh, social media, they go on. Anybody seen our cat, dog, whatever. And on the recommendation of some friends, they get hold of the local, what they call in Quebec, the SPA. So the SPCA here and say, look, we've lost our cat. So if somebody turns it in, you know, we'd love to get our cat back with a picture and a description and um you know, so far, this is a pretty standard story. So they kind of keep an eye on things. And among the things they check on is the SPCA or SPA in Quebec, because, mm-hmm. you know, they post pictures of cats, right? Well, wouldn't you know it? After a couple of weeks, when all hope had been lost, they see a picture of the cat on the SPA site, which is should be the end of the story, should be good news. But where the cat picture was posted was in the section of recently adopted. So somebody, the cat had come in, somebody had adopted the mm-hmm. cat, and even though the SPCA, and I get it, they get a lot of animals in there, they were supposed to be on the lookout for this cat, missed it, went through the cracks, and the cat's gone. So a simple solution, they get hold of the SPA and say, hey, this is great news that you found our cat. If you'd let us know who adopted it, we'd be happy to deal with them, talk to them, uh-huh. we'll get our cat back. Uh, nope. Uh, they said <laughs> the privacy laws in Quebec prevent them from being able to uh-huh. give them the name. Now, at this point in the story, I thought to myself, yeah, but couldn't you call the new family and say we found the old family? No, nope, they're not doing nope. that. Nope, not doing it. And that's the end of the story as far as the SPCA is concerned or SPA. Uh, we're not helping you at this point. We're legally obligated not to have a nice day. Well, they don't leave it there because this is a pretty special cat. So they go to court. They actually sue to get the SPA mm-hmm. to give them the name of the owners of the, the new owners of the cat. Well, wouldn't you know it? The judge agrees. Give them the name. You have five days to give them the name. Well, end of story. Nope, not yet. Uh, the SPA appeals the decision. Can you believe this? Uh, that was their out. 
if the law said we can't do it and a judge says you yeah. have to, that's yeah. your out. Mm-hmm. Nope. They appealed the decision for reasons we'll never understand, and it went to the appellate court. Well, they wouldn't hear the case because the judge there said, no, the first judge ruled correctly. Mm-hmm. You have five days to give them the name. So far, they've not done it. So we don't know how this story ends. Well, and here's the thing, though. When I was reading about this, I'm thinking, okay, this is in the news out here. It's in the news there. So whoever has this cat, they're With, sitting back going, oh, oh that's our cat. That's our cat. Like, just shut up, everyone. Just shut up. Right, because there's all you, kinds of pictures out there of the cat now. I mean, and I get you. You get a new animal and you fall in love pretty quickly, but someone else fell in love with it I and know. had it for a long time before that. I know. And I get, too, that the SP and the SPCA and the Humane Societies mm. across Canada do fabulous, fabulous work. Give right? the cat back. Give him the damn cat back. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.